It's Saturday, August the 15th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, EU pressures Belarus and American retail growth slows. First, the week in brief. European Union leaders rejected the results of Sunday's election in Belarus as illegitimate and demanded sanctions against those involved in rigging the vote and cracking down on demonstrators. Svetlana Tikhanovskaya, the Belarusian opposition leader, called for more peaceful protests against President Alexander Lukashenko and a recount. Ms. Tikhanovskaya fled to neighboring Lithuania after the vote. America seized four tankers that were carrying over one million barrels of Iranian oil to Venezuela. The Department of Justice alleges that Iran's Revolutionary Guards, the regime's powerful security force, is responsible for the shipments. The cargo was in violation of American sanctions designed to deprive both oil-rich countries of their biggest source of revenue. The Afghan government released 80 Taliban prisoners, part of a group of 400 the militant group wants freed before peace negotiations can begin. Disagreements over the release of the prisoners, some of whom have been connected to deadly attacks, have stymied talks between the two sides for months. The government has agreed to let the remaining 320 go, but has not said when. Thai police arrested Parit Chuarak, a prominent student protester. Demonstrators have recently taken to the streets demanding the dissolution of parliament, a new constitution and an end to strict les majestés laws. Restlessness has been brewing since February when a court dissolved the Future Forward Party, which did well in last year's general election and was particularly popular with the young. American retail sales rose in July for a third consecutive month, but markets around the world were spooked by the figures which brought evidence that the country's economic recovery was slowing down amid a rise in COVID-19 infections and deaths. Economists expected retail sales growth of 1.9% in July. The actual figure was 1.2%. President Donald Trump signed an executive order compelling ByteDance, a Chinese-owned tech firm, to divest the American arm of its TikTok video-sharing service within 90 days. The president signed a separate order last week criminalizing transactions with TikTok within 45 days. Mr. Trump cited security concerns. Microsoft, an American tech giant, is eager to buy the service. And the Stock Exchange of Thailand suspended shares in Thai Airways after the flag carrier's auditors refused to sign off the company's accounts as a going concern. The partly state-owned airline recorded a record loss of 28 billion baht, $900 million, in the six months to the end of June. Meanwhile, Cathay Pacific, Hong Kong's flag carrier, reported a 98.7% year-on-year decline in passenger numbers in July. And now, here's today's agenda. Horrors real and imagined. Lovecraft Country. The demand for television shows that confront America's history of white nationalism, police brutality and racial inequality has increased in recent years. When They See Us, a miniseries created by Ava DuVernay, chronicled the events of the Central Park jogger case of 1989 from the perspective of the five black and Latino suspects. 
Watchmen, a spin-off from the comic book of the same name, depicted clashes between police and white supremacists and the Tulsa Race Massacre of 1921. With 26 nominations, the series is the frontrunner at next month's Emmy Awards. This weekend, Lovecraft Country, adapted from Matt Ruff's novel of the same name, has its premiere on HBO. Set in the 1950s and drawing on the horror fiction of H.P. Lovecraft, the story follows Atticus Freeman, a young African-American, as he searches for his missing father. The journey involves contending with supernatural monsters as well as the evils of Jim Crow-era America. Tracks and Tricks – How Big Business Began America's railways were once the source of unprecedented wealth for a select few. Michael Hiltzik lays it out with verve in his latest book, Iron Empires, which was released on Tuesday. In the second half of the 19th century, the federal government started investing in transcontinental railroads in earnest. In doing so, it helped give rise to corporate America. So-called robber barons, such as Jay Gould and Cornelius Vanderbilt, saw a lucrative opportunity. These industrialists were often more concerned with lining their pockets than laying tracks, and their battles to control the rail industry left markets reeling and Native American communities displaced. Others took a different approach. J.P. Morgan, a banker, facilitated mergers and acquisitions to create massive rail monopolies, eventually prompting the government to step in as a regulator. An accomplished journalist with a knack for storytelling, Mr. Hiltzik delves into dense financial details to present an engaging read about the beginnings of America, Inc. Putting the Mustard in the Custard, Michael Rosen's new book. Michael Rosen has used his recovery from COVID-19 to write a new book. Britain's former children's laureate, aged 74, endured a severe case of the disease that put him in an intensive care unit for 47 days. While in hospital, he incurred partial deafness and lost the sight in his left eye. Mr Rosen is also learning to walk again. After returning home in June, he began work on a new children's story, Rigatoni the Pasta Cat. He described writing it as a very friendly blanket and confirmed this week that he has sent a finished draft to his publisher, Anderson Press. Written in a couple of days, it is the latest in Rosen's series of illustrated children's books, which focus on imaginative silly stuff. Other titles in the series include Fluff the Farting Fish and Hampstead the Hamster. Rigatoni, the Pasta Cat, his 236th book, is expected in 2022. When Doves Cry, Bird and Reptile Tears Tears are essential for eye health, not just in humans, but across the animal kingdom. Until now, however, they have been studied in only a handful of mammals. Brazilian researchers writing in Frontiers in Veterinary Science, a journal, have analysed the tears of seven birds and reptiles including caimans, owls, parrots and tortoises. Comparison with tears from ten human volunteers revealed that the chemical composition, specifically the electrolyte balance, was remarkably similar between species. When dry, however, the different animals' tears formed diverse crystal structures. The secretions of sea turtles and caimans were especially unusual, probably owing to their aquatic environments. This oft-overlooked bodily fluid could help to untangle phylogeny, the study of how different species evolved, just as the fossil record suggests that birds evolved from reptiles.
It could also help conservation efforts and even the development of drugs for ophthalmic diseases. What is more, we now know what crocodile tears are made of. Sporting Comebacks – The Slow Return of Spectators This week, Major League Soccer became the first big American league to reopen the turnstiles since COVID-19 shut them. The 3,000 or so fans who watched FC Dallas play Nashville SC in Texas had to sign a waiver to prevent them suing if they contracted COVID-19 at the game. Other teams must now choose whether to open their stadiums. Other sports are taking things more slowly. The organisers of the French Open tennis tournament are aiming for 60% capacity when it takes place in September, and Formula One wants the Portuguese Grand Prix in October to be the first of the season held in front of crowds. Expect some false starts. Last month, the British government curtailed spectator entry to the World Snooker Championships because of new virus fears. This weekend, it plans to let some back to watch the final, but full stands remain a long way off. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Will Rogers, who died on this day in 1935. You know everybody is ignorant, only on different subjects. That's it from The Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening.